Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Okay, guys, we are back at it again uh, with Soulful Scrubs as a podcast, and we are hosting you today with episode three. And this one's more of a free ball. Uh, this time around, we only actually have me, Muhammad Abdul Jalil, and Taha Khan uh, as your host today. And we're going to, you know, make this one a little chill back, a little relaxed. And just talk about daily life in the sense that, you know, what is everybody up to and what new challenges and things they're thinking of doing. Uh, let's start off with Muhammad, bro. What are you, what are you up to and uh, any challenges facing your way, man? Oh, salam alaikum, everyone. No, man, like just rotations. You know how it is. Well, you don't because you're first year. I'm in second year. <laughs> no, man. Yeah, just rotations right now. Um, I guess like challenges is just more so like you know literally living out of like the back of your car and just moving month to month to a completely different city and state um just for record right now so i'm in new mexico in the past two months i was in pennsylvania and louisiana and then upcoming inshallah is going to be florida uh but it's just the the challenge is like you know you get adjusted and accustomed after your first week at a rotation site and then after that you're like okay i think i know what's going on everything picks up you kind of going with the vibes and everything. And then you're like, oh, time to pack up and move, go to a new program and start all over again and stuff. I think the the main thing is just like feeling uncomfortable in situations where, you know, you've never met certain people before. Um, you don't know what the expectations are, things like that. So that that's kind of like the, the challenges and what I've pretty much been up to. Well, man, I just thought of this question. How do you deal with those patients that, uh, you know, that don't want to listen to you because you're you're only a fourth year. They're not. They don't even expect you to be a doctor or anything. And they, just, you might be required to tell them something because of your attending. Like how do they how do they treat you? Like like with the programs and stuff and the attendings. Yeah, no, bro. Nothing. Literally, like genuinely, like nothing but the best treatment. It's one of those things. Like we were talking earlier today on the phone with with y'all and stuff. You know, it's one of those things. Like. You know, respect and kindness goes a long way, right? And like when you when you implement that and try your best to implement that, um, it it shows off and it and it pays off. Um, and it's the right thing to do. It's not even about wanting to get something out of it, right? Out of the experience itself. It's more so like the what you benefit um from it yourself by showing the kindness, by being respectful, um, etc. And it's more so just like you know, you see patients, you present patients to the attendings or the residents, um, you're in on surgery, you kind of assist and help in whatever way you can and not necessarily get in the way um, and things along those lines, man. So I, got, I got a question for you, Mo. Mashallah, you've been able to travel a lot of the United States and you still got a lot of states left. You know, next you're going to be visiting my home state of Florida. So, so far with all the states you've been to, which ones? Which one is like your top favorite, and what specifically about it you've been like? Oh yeah, that's the state, man. Bro, that's that's the issue, man. The issue is like, alhamdulillah, like every single one of them has like something beautiful to offer. Like when it comes to states, right? Even the programs too. Like you know, Pennsylvania is so many mountains. Like it was my first time seeing like the abundance of mountains over there in Pittsburgh, and like how everything was kind of the, the homes and the and the landscaping and the engineering like built upon the mountains, right? And, and to me, I don't know, I, mountains just have like a soft spot in my heart um, in terms of like the beauty that they have and the impact when it even relates to like when you're reciting the Quran and come across verses that talk about the mountains 
And you know how mountains on the day of judgment will be like essentially a flat terrain. There's not going to be like peaks to them or anything like that, right? Um, so that was Pennsylvania, Louisiana. The nice thing about it was literally that it was only a two hour drive home, which is of course nice. So every weekend, Alhamdulillah, I had the ability to go to home and stuff. And then now New Mexico, it's funny actually. So today I checked out um, one of the uh, like national parks here. And man, the view, man, with the mountains is just something else. Even driving into New Mexico, you see the views. It honestly reminded me of Cars. You know, like the, the movie, like Cars? <laughs> it literally reminded me of Cars. Just like driving through. You say what? It's a top tier movie for Disney, for sure. Absolutely, man. Just driving through, I'm like, man, I could like literally see like the whole like Cars movie just unfolding with the scenery, the desert and everything in between. But no, man, the mountains have been beautiful. Even though I think like cars was like what on like that, um, I think popular highways like Highway 66 or Route 66. Uh, like yeah, it was Oklahoma or something. Whatever it was, but my boy. Man. But anywho, that's what the, the, the vibes that it gave me off of and stuff. But alhamdulillah, man, like it's one of those things like you, you can you can find the beauty and and, and and appreciate the beauty anywhere you are in the world, right? It doesn't matter if there's no scenery or if there is scenery, like even just looking at the animals, like the birds or whatever type of animal that's known to that state or city or place that you're in, you could even just reflect upon that, right? I think the other nice thing too is that I've really, really, alhamdulillah, been enjoying is visiting the masajids like in every community, right? Like meeting the mosques, right? Meeting different people in different, you know, cities and people from different professions, different backgrounds, different ethnicities. It's so beautiful that no matter where you go, you'll find a masjid. And the beautiful thing is that like the message is constant, right? Like when you go to a masjid, it's the same Arabic they speak here, they speak over there, right? It's the same prayer they do here, they do over there, right? And it's the beautiful thing about Islam is that you have that unity, right? Even when you go abroad to be Pakistan, Egypt, whatever the case is, you still have that essence of unity. And so it's really, 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 really beautiful to just see, you know, the only difference is that you're meeting different people and it like adds to your like cultural, you know, competency, if I may. And even the prophet himself, you know, he said like the more like he, he recommended that we travel and he recommended that we see the world. Right. Because when you see different things that are foreign to you, it expands and opens your mindset. Mm -hmm. Right. So like my question then turning it to y'all is like, what is something similar like, you know, when you beat a travel? Because y'all went to Florida recently, right? Like on the cruise or whatever. Like what's one thing from that trip that kind of like, you know, expanded maybe your mind or your view about not just the States, but like the world, you know? Well, I, I would have to say first things first is definitely, definitely if you have the time to travel, and rather be, a, I mean, if you have a car uh, you go on a boat, you go with a train, or a bus, walk. or walk. Yeah. The fact that traveling is something that every human being can do, if it's, if it's possible, right, mm -hmm. it is amazing. Because we went, like you said, we went through uh, our journey of ourselves ending first year to travel to Florida. And we took a car ride. Like We, we had a car rented and everything. And honestly, core memory being the idea, like, we we had some we had some difficulties in between and struggles but still looking back at it would do it again you know yeah during that trip we even went to the mountains where was that at it's in tennessee tennessee yeah gallenberg gallenberg amazing mountains smoky mountains you know so 
traveling and being the main point here is that something we all should enjoy when we have the ability. But how are you traveling, bro? You working every day. <laughs> yeah, man. The weekends. Like the funny thing is like I'm on call this week, right? So call just for reference means like your phone should be on 24-7 from like Monday all the way to like Monday morning, right? From so essentially a week, including the weekends, right? And so, like, how that? Thankfully, like, most of like the buzzers and stuff, they come in during like after clinic or during clinic, right? During like the weekday. Like last week, I had to go in on Saturday, or I chose to go in on Saturday, right? Um, just like to help and stuff in whatever way I can. And they had like two surgeries or whatever. Sunday, I didn't have to go in. And so, like today, I'm like, you know what? If my phone goes off, it goes off. If it doesn't, it doesn't, right? And so it's just one of those things. It's like, well, you know. I'm not gonna like stay inside and stuff like especially any especially because like it's it's the weekend and like I have like one more weekend here next week and then I start packing up and head to Florida right so I'm like well I gotta make the most of this and do something fun. You you're trying to enjoy Mexico New Mexico as much as you can. Yeah, bro. Because any new state I like to go to, like I like to go out and see what the scenery is, right? The views, like the mountains, you know, if there are waterfalls, hiking trails. Like you name it. So how do you go about searching this? You just Google it, or you hear? Yeah, me? man. Reddit, man, Reddit is the way to go. Reddit has like the answers to everything, man. <laughs> so wait, so when y'all went to Flo- when y'all went to the on that cruise, right? Um, where'd y'all end up going? What are the places that yeah the cruise like ended up stopping at? Yeah, I mean, so the cruise left from Miami, and we spent that day and the f- day after a full day on the cruise. Um, I yeah. Think, like, Arm for a cruise is like, you know, the cruise itself has just like you know unlimited food, so unlimited like, uh, non-alcoholic, of course. Um, right. So <laughs> they have like karaoke. They have like a, obviously a pool. They have like a couple of like tubes, um, just like singing songs, uh, dancing shows, stuff like that. So it's just yeah. like a great experience. And then after that, um, uh, Carnival, which was the company we went with, they have like a private island. Um, which is like a crescent uh, half moon island. So we went nice. there first, like when it was like a beach thing. We had a good time there. And then the day after we went to NASA in the Bahamas, which was again, just like a superb experience. We did a uh, parasailing there. I think yeah. it's we did parasailing there. Yo, if I tell you one thing, you got to learn how to like ha- hackle. That's the word for it. To be able to like bargain with people. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. With the prices. Yeah, if you don't know, like, just just a skill everybody should learn in their life is being able to bargain. Like, the way me and Daha played it, like, everybody else was quiet. Daha would say something, and I would try to, like, tell him, no, no, I want this price. And I was like, no, no, we can't play that price, right? So we would have this back-and-forth dynamic where the guy's like, fine, man, and we just go with the lowest <laughs> price. Like, we had to, when I tell you, man, we had to, like, literally bargain with this guy. And he was, like, apparently the only one who does a parasailing at that area? Uh, so he charges hundred dollars for each person, oh. right? I, we had about what? How many people? Eight people. Eight. Nine. Uh, is it a twenty-minute thing? And it's like yeah, it's like a thirty-minute thing. It's half an hour to forty-five minutes, but still, okay. nine hundred dollars is what he wanted us to spend, right? Wow, that's how much he wanted. But we we were we were the first people to actually approach him, and yeah, uh, and the first people on that beach. It was hard for him to get other customers until he gets us, right? So yeah. he kept swimming, like driving his boat around and he telling his like, 
from 100 to 80, then he dropped it to 70, then he dropped it to 60, then he dropped it to 50. 50. <laughs> Every time he would come around, everybody would keep dropping. We're like, no, no, no. Like 900 to like 450. Yeah. Once you hit the 50 range, you're like, all right. We that. made sure to make it look like we were interested, but not really. Yeah. And then I asked Zane, um, uh, one of my friends, Zane, like he was with us. And I asked him, I'll say, okay, like, how much is it in Florida? Because he's went parasailing before. He's like, yeah, it's 80 bucks per person in Tampa. And I was like, all right. We definitely get more. Got it. So wait, 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 my question is this. My question is, like, what's, because this was most of y'all's, like, first time on a cruise, right? It was definitely my first time. Uh, How, uh, we had we had a few people who did go. Yeah. I know for okay. a you went to you went to first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what what was one thing that you kind of like shocked you about like the life on a cruise? You go first. For me, it was definitely the food, bro. It was, <laughs> like I knew that the food is unlimited, and I knew that it's like present twenty four seven. Like that's something I knew. But I didn't expect the quality and the variety to be that much. And the fact that we were able to go, like, every night for dinner, we would go into an actual, like, restaurant. They serve, like, appetizers, entrees. Like, it's a full-on restaurant for, like, five nights. Like, you know, like, from anywhere from steaks to, like, you know, oysters, like, actual, like, good food. And it was, like, that, like, caught me off guard because I think the food alone was more than what we paid for in the crew. For sure. Not even counting yeah. travel to Nassau and not even counting like the other offered things like offered by the crew. It's crazy, crazy good. Right. How about I, you, Hanan? I would say, honestly, the life on a boat. Like, really? Uh, at first, Do you it was kind of, no pun intended, but it was kind of rocky, right? <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of rocky, but still, like, I could see myself probably living on a boat for a month and I could last. Right? Yeah. So it was like the carnival, right? But I mean, obviously, yeah. it was not an actual boat. But an actual boat, I don't think I could survive. But still, the the thing is, you have to learn how to adapt to each and every situation yeah. you're, you're put into life. Mm-hmm. And right. this is something I totally even thought of whenever you told me to come through. I I always looked at myself I was like, I'm I'm not about, like, I've, I wouldn't do this. Like, if it was yeah. normal me coming up, looking up carnivals, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. But since, my friends were going and I was like, hey, you know, you know, life is about taking risk and learning it. And I could finally say, hey, I went through a carnival. I know what to do, what I would take, right. what I would do, the pros and cons. And right. Definitely a life lesson. Yeah. Another thing about just in cruises in general that uh, people should know, it, it's not as scary as it seems. Because a lot of people do have that yeah. fear that, oh, my God, am I going to be throwing up more? Like, it's pretty, pretty solid. Like. Yeah. And the views are, some, yeah, they're so nice. Go outside at night and look look at the sea. You're literally in the middle of, what, what kind of, is this Atlantic? Uh, yeah. You're in the Atlantic and you see nothing for miles and miles, nothing. And you just see the moon shining. It's so, right. so beautiful. Yeah. What's, uh, what's, like one thing, what's one thing you didn't like about the cruise? I mean, for me, like, I don't know if it's the cruise's fault, but right off the gate, I got sick. I think it's partly the cruise's fault. Uh, yeah, I was I was like stressed out because I did like most of the planning, so I just yeah. wanted to make sure like everyone was having fun, Enjoy. And everybody was having a good time, and of course, you went with a big group of guys. But also like just going in the water, and then right after that, going into like you know the the room area, which is obviously air conditioned. I think that just like cold, warm temperature kind of like just messed with uh, me. Messed with you. 
But Alhamdulillah, like even so, like fortunate that I went with some great company that even though I was sick, like I had a good time. We had a blast. Gained way too many nice. pounds. But overall, worth it. I think one other thing I wouldn't, I'd, I'd say like I don't like about Kulu's is it's just like too short, man. Let me stay there for a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. They, yeah. They, uh, how about you? Uh, Bahamas for a, yeah. a night. Because I think that would have been nice. But uh, yeah. oh, overall, man, the, wait, wait. My question about, about what happened for me was bad. I'd just say it might be a little too many people on that boat, bro. <laughs> like total? Or- total. Total on that boat. Oh, yeah. Like, really? Yeah, so the thing is, some people, always busy. Yeah, Act. some people just don't know how to. Yeah, some people just don't know how to take care of their hygiene. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we saw a lot of shenanigans, like a lot of people, crazy stuff, Bro, dancing. Yeah, shows, there was like a big comedy. Fight. There was, was a big fight too. too. Like this, uh, oh like we're just chilling. Like so, there was these group of guys, and there was this another guy, and nope. I guess he was hitting on a girl that was like with the group of guys. And so he approached her, and I guess the group of guys didn't like it or something. So they, like, start, like, beating. And, like, I'm, like, standing, like, right next to them. So I just, I see the guy flying. His cap is flying in another direction. His glasses are flying in another direction. My man's on the floor, knocked out. His So, like, a bunch of security officers come, and he's, like, he's so disoriented. So, like, they get him. And then they saw that me, uh, Salah was there, too. So they saw me and Salah were right there. So they asked us, like, oh, like, right? Uh, yeah. And we were like, oh, we don't know. We can't really say anything. We just know that, like, him and, like, those guys were involved, right? And yeah. apparently, like, they were like, yeah, we have cameras here. and We're going to look at it. And we're going to probably, like, you know, put you guys on a no-fly list. Oh, the- my God. Man, honestly, bro, like, I don't – and I feel like, like, I'm sure drinking, like, has, like, a big part to play in this, right? They were drunk. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. They were oh, – everyone- Man, like – it's like, yeah, freedom and everything, but like to what extent, right? Like, yeah, you could do whatever you want to yourself, right? Sure, like whatever. But then that ends up infl- – it's like drunk driving, right? It's like, yeah, you have freedom of doing whatever you want, but then the consequences of your choice like ends up impacting and affecting someone else, yeah. right? And I think that's like a beautiful thing about Islam like from the get-go is like complete like prohibition of it. Right, like alcohol in Islam is like not allowed, no matter what the percentage is, even if it's a little bit or not a little bit. But it's also like interesting too, guys, because like I mean, we we were pretty much like in I was in Des Moines, you're in Des Moines right now, right? And most of like the fun things to do in the Midwest in general is literally going out to bars and drinking. Yeah. Right. And I had this uh, conversation too with my sister as well. It's it's like the same theme. Like yeah, Houston, there's a lot to do, but also the main thing is like drinking. That's how just people you know, cope, hang out and do things. Right. But like, I I can't wait to see that transition of like, you know, going from like drinking culture where that's like the norm to like literally being your authentic self and still being able to have fun with who you are as who you are without being under the influence of anything. Oh, to be honest, I can count on my fingers the amount of people I've met in my life that have told me drinking has got their nowhere right yeah. they've drank and everything they're literally like man honestly i stopped drinking because it doesn't help it doesn't benefit like you would right. think you know if you want that boost of confidence drink right, right. 
your, your that that whatever wall you have will go away. And right. at the end of the day, drinking only leads to <laughs> you waking up with a hangover. <laughs> That's all it does. Yeah. You a headache, and the next morning you're like, "Man, I why did I drink?" It's, just, it's full you know, of regrets. It's that clarity that comes after drinking, where you're like, "Man, why would I drink?" And then for some reason, and this is how human beings are. Uh, just the psyche of them is that they know something's wrong, but they'll and they still insist on it. Yeah, it's, it's but that's that's the interesting thing. It's not even just about drinking; it's about like any addiction, right, or any like sin in general, right? And we know, like, because God says in the Quran, He says what He said that. The harms of alcohol is more than the benefits. Yes. Right? Right. So no one can say, like, wait, alcohol alcohol has benefits. We see it in medicine. Yes. Right? But at the same time, a lot like flat out, right? He said what? He said that there are more more bad and more more bad and more harm than there is good. Yes. And even even the benefits, a lot of the benefits of alcohol are like halal. Like for example, using alcohol to clean like your house, right? Like Wipes, alcohol wipes, right, right. You call to clean your wounds, that's halal. So it's like a lot of the benefits of alcohol are actually halal, right? It's the it's right. most harms that are banned, which is like comes from ingesting. It's and like, like consumption of it, right. Right, and something I've, I've definitely noticed like with like drinkers is one thing, right? Like for, for one, like a lot of people that say like, oh, alcohol gives me like confidence or it helps me like be more extroverted. I've noticed those people that rely on alcohol to be extroverted, they never fully develop their personality when they're sober. So then either they don't drink a lot and then they become a boring person because to them in their head, it's like, oh, I have to drink alcohol to be fun. Or they get into a drinking habit where they drink too much, right? And being in medicine, you know, having gone to uh, the anesthesiology conference uh, last year and a couple other conferences, I have like about a couple conferences I'm going this year and going to all these conferences, one thing that always shocks me is how the professors, the physicians, the students, the residents, the first thing they do on the first day of every conference is have like a meet and greet, which is fine, but like alcohol is involved. And it's like, okay, so I'm talking to the real you, I'm talking to the tipsy you. Like I don't right. want to a physician that I respect, 60, 70 years of age, who's done everything in his career that I'm trying to be like, while he's drunk, how is that going to be a productive conversation, right? So right. like- Somebody from Dubai who's like, you know, obviously Dubai has its flaws and they're still right. the part of Dubai where I'm from, the population, like where drinking is so looked down upon and nobody drinks, like coming to America, it was like such a culture shock to me how like accepted and common it is. Right. But the, the, the other thing too is that like, you know, like let's say like, you know, let's say we didn't have our group in Des Moines, right? And let's say like it was just one of us that was in Des Moines, right? like the the muslim there or whatever like sure there are other muslims and stuff but let's say you're like one of like you know um the the more practicing muslims right and like the thing is is that now that you're kind of like solo out there right you have a message you have your muslim community etc right but people your age people that do the same thing you do people that you interact with on a day-to-day basis in terms of school right when they say oh yeah we're gonna go out to this we're gonna go out to this we're gonna go out to this you end up getting fomo right you're, you end up feeling, oh my God, like, well, I guess I can't hang out with y'all because of, you know, my faith. That's a sacrifice we get to choose to make as Muslims, right? We get to choose to say, you know what? I'm not going to go out because Allah says I'm not allowed to go out to bars, right? Or I'm not allowed to be surrounded with alcohol, right? Even like some scholars even said, you're not even allowed to sit on a table where alcohol is present, 
Uh-huh. Uh, I got an important question real quick. What's uh-huh. your guys' beer? <laughs> <laughs> bro, the non-alcoholic beer called Laziza, bro. <laughs> oh my God, non-alcoholic beer because like, and it wasn't even me who bought it. So I went to like hang out with a group of friends and they got it for me because they knew I didn't drink. And we're like, oh, we wanted you to like cheers with us and enjoy it. And I was like, I don't even know if I should do that because that's <laughs> technically haram practice. But I was like, right. sure. Or the body that's the other thing even with the whole cheers thing so like from what i've from what i've heard and again allah knows best right from what i've heard is like like saying cheers like you know from an alcoholic standpoint or like going out stuff is like haram right but apparently if it's part of a culture it's okay oh man nice nice <laughs> i didn't come in any <laughs> if it like for example like if it's a country's like culture that they do that with everything not necessarily and just alcohol you see what i'm saying but, um, so, yeah. I mean, one of those best. Like, we could definitely ask someone about it and give back to everyone. But that's what I've heard. But, um, yeah, I tried that non-alcoholic beer, bro. That might be the absolute worst thing I've ever put in. <laughs> Try it flavored, bro. <laughs> I've, tried, I've tried some really nasty food. You know, I'm, I'm like, my palate is very broad, right? So, I, you can give me, like, bad food and I'll still eat it happily. No, bad stuff. No wonder why this man always has gut issues. <laughs> Yo, Yo, I want to actually bring it back to the, the point of alcohol. First thing, and, and this has made me actually think, whenever Taha was explaining the story about going to conferences and seeing that you see doctors, physicians who practice for years in their you know residence and whatnot, just, you know, people. some people always say, oh, they're enjoying a little wine or, you know, a champagne or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But my thing is, they know that the amount of science that has been done leading to all the diseases that alcohol causes, that why promote it, right? right. We, we have the whole thing called speakeasy that happened way back in the, what, the 80s or 70s. Mm-hmm. And now what's another thing that's happening in this generation this is in the world uh, is the, the degeneracy, right? It's the amount of how, how much, how many people don't care about like acting like a normal human being, <laughs> like they, you know, the way they dress, the way you talk to somebody, the respect. Oh, it's, like, it's just like, it's just like cigarettes, bro. Right? Because back in the day, doctors promoted smoking. Uh-huh. Right? Like smoking was promoted as a good thing. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah if you look, if you look back in like history, right? What? Like smoking was advertised as a great thing to do. And what basis? What would it help you with? Like, it's a, they, chess? Like, business yeah. basis. It wouldn't. It's business. And like, they also made it to be like a cool thing. That's why if you look at all the old movies, all the heroes and stuff, they have like... Right. You see? And then it became a societal thing. And now look at today, Howard's trying to find fight lung cancer because of smoking and how many people are hooked up on cigarettes, now vaping, and everything. Vaping is being advertised. To kids, man. It's a, it's, it's crazy, it's and you know, thing, bro. It's, it's like making society look like this is what's normal. Smoking is normal, right? I think that's like the, I think that's the biggest issue with the, with Western society is that, like, you know, when we go to school, right? We all went to school here yeah. for some time. We always see like articles and people coming and talking about us. Don't drink and drive, right? Don't drink and drive. Right, right, or don't do drugs. Dare, 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 yeah, yeah. 
my only thing is why is the message don't drink and drive and not just don't drink <laughs> like why is that's what cut it the neck you're right man cut the problem from its roots because it's not just don't drink and drive drinking leads to a lot of like bad choices and bad right. regrets like right. you get into fights you didn't want to right domestic abuse i mean i can keep going but that's right. like right you're right you're right because you know why bro it's a business man it's a business and you know you you we can tell from like you know in the 1920s when uh i believe it was the 1920s but when it, uh, uh alcohol was outlawed for a few years um the pro- uh, prohibition on alcohol you saw right. there were riots on and like for alcohol which is crazy not even human rights but for alcohol there were right. people started doing illegal business and like the the government lost a crap ton of money because they just didn't have they weren't getting taxes on it right they right were making, the government was losing money crime was up black rate black market alcohol was up the mafia especially in the new york scene was like crazy with the mo- alcohol importing business so it just like you saw like the effects of it so it's it sucks that the society is so intertwined with alcohol that if you try to cut it it just end up biting you so you're stuck with like a poison among amongst your people you know right right and i don't know man it's one of those things too is like i want to be in my conscious self 100% at all times right you never know what can happen right you literally never know what can happen and you don't know if like you would ever be in the right place at the right time to help with whatever situation that comes forth. Right. Compared to when you're tipsy or you're drunk or whatever, you really can't do much. To be honest, I know what the root of the problem is. Hmm. You know, like when we were talking about addictions, the issue is that we have got to a point as human beings that we are all trying to escape reality some way, somehow. Right. We are trying yeah. to this void in our hearts and our mind that you know i can't live with what's happening in my life so i rather use or consume something to be able to avoid my problems right but what's so beautiful in islam what it teaches it says in the yusra right with difficulty comes ease and, and the idea is actually that's actually one of a bad uh, uh translation right ah. actually with ease there will be difficulty Mm. every hardship that you go through there will be ease before and then you have difficulty that you will learn from. And, and like a natural human being if you look at the way life goes for a child uh going starting from you know even the race that you have as a as a sperm <laughs> getting to the the ovule being able to penetrate through and getting to the egg and fertilizing it that's a struggle right you, are you racing against what was the count do you remember there's like a million millions, millions of people you're that sperm you're racing against to be able to live right and survive and then once you're able to go through all the other sperms are just destroyed it's done and now the process of life right as the quran explains as well and you know that, that that's the beautiful thing on like allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says what mm-hmm. right we have created mankind, not Muslims, mankind. We have yes. created mankind in constant struggle. That, that's what I'm trying to say. But Con- the thing is, we need to normalize struggling. We need to say that struggling is something that every single human being, in order for you to walk. Then the question becomes, right? The question becomes, instead of using cigarettes, instead of using pornography, instead of using alcohol, 
instead of using drugs, instead of using all those addictions, right? And all these bad things to cope with these struggles, right? The question is, well, how do you cope with these struggles in a healthy manner? That's good. That's, and this is this actually falls into multiple things. It could comes with relationships. How do you deal with somebody else? Yeah. It could be your married relationship. Or it could be dealing with friends. your siblings, your friends. How that's do you, my, how do you my, make like how do you now the, the question is right is like how do you cope with this how do you replace these addictions that our muslim youth are using uh-huh. right our muslim youth are using and mankind in general is using to cope with their struggles they're using these methods because it's the easy way out it's a temporary fix it's a band-aid it's like a, a small band-aid on a big wound right it's a small bandit on a big wound, just temporary. Let me just, you know, get through the weekend. Let me just, you know, drink, smoke, whatever, de-stress by doing these things. Forget about what happened, right? For like 24, 48 hours, but then boom, reality, everything is still the same. Nothing has changed, uh-huh. right? And then that's, it's what's so beautiful is, what does Islam say, right? How do you cope with this? You speak to your creator. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Allah says what? He says, I respond to the caller who calls upon me. We are closer to them than their jugular veins. Right? Allah uses the royal we here. He says we are closer to you human than your own jugular veins. See, this this is why I was saying the solution here is... Of two things. One thing is uh, being able to communicate, right? We human beings need to learn how to communicate good. If you have issues, you have problems, you have things that are going on in your life, be able to communicate those issues, right? Even though you think in your back of your head, nobody understands me. Nobody knows what I'm going through, right? The second thing is to be able to understand, right, your situation, some people might look at something small and think, oh my God, it's like a huge mountain for them, right? Right. Something so small, right? And some people might look at something so big as something so small, right? This is the thing. We need to gain understanding and being able to communicate that. And once that happens, then of course, naturally, you figure out that the one you need to communicate and understand is, is Allah. Is your God, right? The one who created you. Your creator. Because at the end of the day, the source of struggle comes from who? From God. Allah. Right? And the source of result and relief and ease comes from who? From Allah. Right? And that's why we say what? When someone passes away or in a calamity befalls us, to Allah we belong and to Him we shall return. That's such a beautiful way to say it too, bro. Like... From from God you were created, and to God you shall return. Right. This is this is the meaning of life. Uh, as much as you want to figure out, like, oh no, what's what? What am I doing in this world? It was He who created you, and He who you will return to. You will return to Him. Right. And it shows you, like, you know, when you realize you have all these struggles and all these tests and all these difficulties. We also know that Allah said that. No one, no one, no one will ever be tested more than their capacity. Yes. Number one. Number two, no one should compare their trials and tests to other fellow humans. Right? 
Number three, realizing that these tests that we individually go to are a means to attain closeness to God, are a means to attain paradise, are a means to get our sins removed and our souls purified. Right, Hanan? Yeah, I'm, I'm hearing you, man. These, these are some great points. Um, you know, there was a study done. Uh, basically, it had a bunch of people come to like a, a ground where they got a piece of paper and wrote down their problems. Mm. And they put it in that, right? And right. what happened, they told people to actually go into the hat and pick up, right? A random one. Other people with problems and read it. They're like, hey, go give me my problem back. <laughs> like, I don't want this. Right. right? So right. the fact that we human beings think that, no, my God, I'm having the hardest time of my life. Bro, there are so many other people struggling than you. If you, The one who's walking doesn't look at the one that's crawling or is on a wheelchair. Right? Right. Look at the one running in the bike. Right? You know, the one who has like a broken down Toyota 22. I mean, right. doesn't look at the one who doesn't have a car at all. What right. we're able to be, what we say in Islam, right? It is because society has been conditioned to always compare to celebrities, to always compare to those above you, to always compare to those who are better than you when it comes to the financial status. Rather, Islam teaches us to compare ourselves if we want to, to those who are less fortunate than us so that we can realize the blessing and tying it back to traveling one of the means and purposes of travel is that you see what other people don't have and what other people are struggling with and to realize the blessings that you have and how much you should cherish them. Full circle, man. <laughs> Bro, this is, this is interesting, man. I like how, how much, how important it is to be able to, again, realize what other people don't have and what you don't, what you have. Being grateful is hard, man. That's, that's yeah. why I think it's right. so hard. Agree. You, you never, you but, never wake up living, you know, but what's interesting, uh, instead of what I thought, I said, thank God. You know, I mean, wait, when you wake up in the morning, you never think like, man, I got a nose. I can smell things. I, can, I have an ear. I can hear. Right. You know, right. Everything's working good because I'm able to wake up. What? It says, no matter what, you can never count the blessings that I have bestowed upon you. It's true. Yeah. And he said, if you, mankind try to count all the blessings that i have given you without you asking me right allah gave muslims and non-muslims the ability to see the ability to hear the ability to speak the ability to have hair the ability to to, to have a car the ability to move your fingers without thinking about it the ability to use the restroom the blessings are a plethora the, allah did not prefer muslims over non-muslims when it comes to blessings right he preferred mankind over other mankind when it comes to these blessings yeah. Right. There are some people like, like, for example, you have a lot of celebrities, right? Sports figures, right? Non-Muslims. And they have so much money and so much status and so much wealth. Right. And you have a lot of Muslims that are on the opposite spectrum of it. Right. It's not even about like, you know, oh, if I am Muslim or non-Muslim, that means I get more blessings, less blessings or more wealth, less wealth. Right. It's not about that. It's the blessings of Allah that he gave us, that he gave us. So that on the day of judgment, right? Like you will be asked about the blessings that I have bestowed upon. But that's why also Allah says, the Prophet said what? The majority of inhabitants of paradise are going to be the poor for they had the least blessings 
and they had the less questioning because they had the least blessings. You know, actually makes me think maybe we should live like poor people, bro. (laughs) (laughs) But that's the thing. (laughs) You think that, right? But if Allah favored you, it favored you, right? But if if Allah favored you when it came to these blessings and stuff, right? Then you should use those blessings in the right way, right? Allah gave you health. Don't go smoke cigars and cigarettes every single day and blow your lungs out, right? And and it's the same concept. But I guess like the nice thing is this, kind of like to start wrapping up a little bit here. The the nice thing is this, like. As a Muslim, as a person who does not drink alcohol, right? As a testament of y'all guys like you, Salah, Taha, and whoever else went out with you on that cruise, y'all still had fun and zero alcohol was involved. Yeah. We definitely know Salah had fun. <laughs> no, but on a real note though, right? Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. I, I'm a hundred I'm a huge advocate on the idea that you don't need drugs, you don't need drinking, you don't need the opposites to have fun, bro. Just mean good company goes yeah, a long way. So then y'all asked me at the beginning what challenges I was going through. So what are some of the challenges y'all went through on y'all's trip? Being friends for the first time, road tripping in a car together, going on a cruise together, away from family, away from home states, etc. Oh, bro, we don't got time for that. This, oh, my God, too this, many challenges. There's one challenge in how y'all overcame it. I mean, I think one of the challenges was, I'm trying to think. There's, there's just, like, a lot. I mean, we had trouble, like, finding a rental car. We got a ticket on the way there. Uh, just, like, I think, like, one thing I definitely appreciated, um, it was a challenge to, like, be constantly on the road, right? So we decided to take a drive from... Des Moines, Iowa to Chicago, and then Chicago straight to South Florida, right? And if you do the calculation, the total drive is like 30 hours, 24, I don't know, 25 to 30 hours, right? Really, really long time. And we wanted to do it nonstop, right? And again, like this is like not counting all the stops, you know, taking a break to use the bathroom. And not once did we stop on the road to go to sleep, right? Yeah. And just that trust in the other like the all of us guys are like okay yeah no one's gonna hit another car just like you know always like two people staying up trying to keep each other up having good times you know having some like tough times small arguments but also like good times and like you know talk like looking at the mountains stopping at like beautiful places i think that was definitely challenging because when we got there to south florida we were exhausted it was super tiring but like just being in good company, doing good things, looking at like, like company, like, as I said, like before, like company goes a long way. And like with great company, I just blinked and I was like back in Florida. Crazy. Yeah. I'd say a struggle for me, bro, that I, we overcame is honestly, um, being able to, uh, in, like you said, company, but enjoy company because, uh, we did, on our way there, we did have like talks and uh, arguments or we this, but I promise you, again, it comes down to that two things I said, communication, understanding. Mm-hmm. We at the end communicated and understood each other. Yeah. And that's, that's the key. When you have someone who's like, no, I don't want to listen to this person and I don't want to understand them. Then of course you're going to have that wall. hundred percent. You know, 100%. like every human being has grown up differently and has a different understanding but to be able to respect the grounds, and that's what's happening here too. 
is that if what happened in Sweden and what's happening around the world and the, or the whatever the Fran, France is doing and things like this is because they're people who think they're better, you know, they're, that I don't need to care about this other person. I don't need to respect their autonomy. Yeah. yeah. It, at the end, it's respect and love, man. I, I, no matter where you come from, it's, it's one thing I definitely like, like understood at the end of our trip. I was like, yeah, I want to be roommates with these. Guys. <laughs> I can be roommates with these guys. Like, just like it was such a blast. It was like great company. And like, I think the biggest test of friendship, like friendships that never have any hiccups, I like, I say they don't last <laughs> or they don't exist or they're to me that's fake. Like if you if you're not having any arguments or any discussion like it doesn't have to be like big blown arguments but if you're not even having small just like disagreements and discussions to me that tells me that the friendship is fake because at least one of you guys is putting up a fake profile yeah. and just like going along with what the other person say but our friendship well all three of us like me um uh, like even you muhammad us four me you hanan salah the fact that we can have disagreements the fact that we can have like talks discussions maybe small arguments and still come out respecting each other is a testament of how good friends we've become in the span of less than a year. You know. Hey, going back, you got to struggle, bro. We struggled in this relationship friends as friends, and that's how you can gain their 100%. friendship. I think you're muted. We can't well. hear you. You're muted, I think. Yeah, no, you're good. And that's all because of the blessings and favors that Allah has bestowed upon us. Sure. 100%. At the end of the day, that's just all from Allah. Like, no one can, you know... We can't say it's like ourselves or anything like that. It's it's his grace. To sum this episode up, so we are two, there were two main topics, right? Two main topics, though. Two main. Travel and addiction. One, I definitely advise everyone to go out and travel, explore the world. It's, uh, it's, it's beneficial religiously because, as Mo said, you get to meet people from different walks of life. You get to appreciate Allah's uh, favors upon you and just like the general world he's created for you. But also because like you get uh, like you, you know, you're like if you're in a medical field, just meeting different kind of people, it increases your ability to work in any kind of field. Right. And the second thing we talked about was, you know, obviously things like alcohol in a broad spectrum, but specifically we talked about alcohol, how it can like damage the human body. Even if you consume it mildly and time to time, it can still lead to some regrets. So I think if we can sum it up a lot in one sentence, I would say don't drink, just drive. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. There you go. Hey, there's That's the no perfect better. title. Honestly, perfect I ain't got title. nothing else to say, bro. That's the. I best. got you. Don't drink, just drive. Just, just drive. drive. <laughs> there we go. All right. It's been a blessing again, guys, for listening to us. I appreciate all those people, you know, wherever you are listening to us. We uh, really, really, really do want this to be beneficial for both parties, us as well as, you know, those who listen. And uh, till next time, guys. Uh, Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum.